Good morning and welcome to Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umet. Leading Edge Medicine is sponsored by Longevity Medical Clinics and is devoted to helping you feel and function better tomorrow than you do today. By providing the newest and most advanced medical care designed to improve both your body and your brain, Leading Edge Medicine will keep you informed regarding the very latest developments in science and medicine while highlighting some of the Northwest's most prominent physicians, all while helping you separate the science from the silly and the facts from the fiction. This is live call-in radio at its very best, giving you the opportunity to participate in the show. And now, here are your hosts for Leading Edge Medicine, Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat, along with their co-host, Lynette Morgan. Good morning. Good morning. Oh, another beautiful spring day, and we are ready in the studio. And I think by beautiful, you mean rainy, right? Oh, yes. <laughs> it wasn't raining this morning. It wasn't well, early, but we're supposed to get some. We are. It's on its way. Oh. It's on its way. <laughs> See, so, I didn't even use my coat out on the, the track this morning. I was just, yeah. uh, yes. just trotting down Enjoy the field, it. working up a decent sweat. Nope. Enjoy <laughs> it, because the rain is on its way. Okay. Yes. Well, it is yes. wet. Or Washington, what would we do without a little well, some people like the rain between our toes or well, whatever it is? Yeah, some people yeah. like the rain. That's okay, too. Yeah. I do love listening to it at night. I'll crack my window just to hear that. <gasps> I love that sound. Yeah, I do. I did finally plant some flowers yesterday, though. Oh, good for got you. Got outside knowing that the rain was coming. Yeah. So I got some daffodils in the ground. Yeah. yeah. We went and brought some plants, too, but yes. they're still in their pots. Mine were in their <laughs> pots for a good week. So, yeah, they were in their pots for a good week. And, and then I, I finally planted them. So Okay, you're ahead yes. of me. <laughs> yes. I, I do daffodils every year at about this time. My sister would have been, oh, well, this is her birthday. She would have been, wow, she's quite a bit older than me, 72. Wow. 72, and she passed away about 25 years ago. So daffodils, her favorite, springtime. I either buy them if they've bloomed early, or I plant them. So this year I planted them. Okay. Yeah, oh, in memory of my good. sister. So That's nice. There you go. Yeah, happy birthday to your sister. Yes. And that yellow color is just so bright. It is. After, after it's winter. the happy flower, yeah, I yeah, think, yeah. the daffodils are. And then the tulips. And um, then I always remember William Wordsworth and daffodils. Oh. Yeah. <laughs> oh, there you go. Oh, well, this is Leading Edge Medicine. Good morning. So happy to, to be with you today. And we are live in the studio and taking your phone calls. And if you'd like to be one of the first in on the show to ask your question, we would love to hear you at 1-800-465-8770. That's the number to get through with your questions. So 800-465-8770 is that number. So if you call in the next few minutes, you'll be one of the first ones on the show. All right, Dr. Matt in the studio today, Dr. Jerry Mixon, and should we find out uh, what has made news this week in the medical world? What do we uh, uh, new? we need to discuss? Yeah, he always has something new to talk <laughs> oh, about. Oh, yes. That. <laughs> yes. Well, the good news is, of course, that uh, our governor is slightly less insane than usual. He has actually now said 
doctor's offices don't have to wear masks. That's right. As of, wow. the, as of the third of this month. Okay, so it's Monday. so pleasant it's to actually, be able oh. to walk out of my office. And, and see people's faces. Yes. Yeah, yes. Yes. yeah. Talk to people that you haven't seen in a very long time. Yes. Yeah, some of the new patients, we don't even know what they look like. No. If they've joined <laughs> in the right. last two years, we've never seen their yeah, face. That's right. Which is really disgusting. Right. Oh. Yes. And and to see their doctor's face. Yes. Yeah. Or their esthetician if they're at uh, Bella Medica. And the other too. way around for mm-hmm. them. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, for sure. So, yeah. So that, it's kind of nice. You know, the King Inslee has finally decided that we may once more see other human beings' faces in the medical setting. Uh Something I, I guess I'll talk about uh, that is fairly new. I, I, I've been putting this off. We've actually received a few questions about it from, oh. from a patient here and there. And we've temporized because well, we already had the, the semi-glutide, the Ozempac, right. et cetera, for weight loss. But Mongero, which is more potent, actually does about three times more efficient weight loss than the mm-hmm. than the Ozempec, uh, has now applied for approval by the FDA for weight loss approvals. Mm-hmm. And so I figured now that it's in the public that they've, they've made that application, we're going to start getting a lot more questions. Well, so yeah. I thought it might be something we should discuss today. Because the commercials are coming out for it already. Oh, boy. Yeah, well, the approval thus far is just for type 2 diabetes. Mm-hmm. But there are doctors writing it for weight loss. Sure they are. Because, you know, the data shows it makes you lose a lot of weight. Um, You know, the Ozempec is is up to 20 pounds. The Mongero is up to uh, 50 pounds of weight loss in a 17-month period. Wow. So it's, uh, you know, it's... a lot more than the, the previous one. About the same cost, mm-hmm. about a thousand dollars a month. Uh, same uh, same side effects, mm-hmm. you know, everything: nausea, cramping, diarrhea, constipation, diffuse abdominal pain. <laughs> wow. Same uh, you know same uh, uh, list of reasons not to use it. Right. Uh, history, personal or family history of medullary uh, thyroid thyroid uh, carcinoma uh, or pancreatitis. Yeah. So if you've had either of those or or you're high risk, you shouldn't take the drug. Mm. Um, Good news is it's very effective. Mm. And bad news is when you stop the drug, you start regaining weight. That's right. And that's true of the Zempac. That's true of, wow. of all the weight loss drugs. That is correct. Uh, you lose weight as long as you take the drug. Yes. <clears throat> and if you don't want to regain the weight, you have two choices. You either need to change your lifestyle while you're losing weight. That is, make some muscle Mm -hmm. and get exercising on a regular basis and get used to decreasing your food intake. Mm -hmm. Um, It's not just a matter of calories consumed. It's a matter of calories burned. Mm -hmm. And muscle burns calories even by just existing. Mm-hmm. So if you have good muscle mass, you're burning sugar even while you sleep. Mm-hmm. So, But that requires exercise. Mm-hmm. Not just walk your Pekingese at half a mile an hour. <laughs> that means get out and move, lift, push, pull, mm-hmm. strain, mm-hmm. use those muscles and build big new muscles. Then you can eat more and not gain weight. Right. The other alternative is 
to take a lower dose of the drug, you know, a dose instead of one every week, maybe a dose every two or three weeks, and do that in perpetuity. That may get your cost down to you know three hundred dollars a month, mm-hmm. <laughs> and and but that's forever. Yeah. So, my choice is. Get your butt in gear and move. Make a little muscle mass. Burn some calories. I mean, you bring up very important points, right? The On paper, and when you just read uh, a little bit about it and see the big flashy commercials, it's like, oh, wow, I want this. Wow, I want that. You know, in in small print is the side effect profile. But the other point is you're slowing down your metabolism every time you're taking some medication like this. Mm -hmm. And therefore, if and when you choose to come off of the drug, which most people think, okay, you know, a few months is long enough. Most doctors will stop writing for it and or your insurance carrier will stop covering for it. Um, Your out-of-pocket costs may be high. You may not want to spend that kind of money. Then you're looking for options and alternatives. And unfortunately, what happens is you will regain the weight Mm -hmm. because your metabolism has slowed down so much because you're not eating as much and you don't have enough muscle mass that even if you try hard, you will regain some of that weight. Mm-hmm. And the more you do to build muscle, the better off you'll be. So here in Jerry, I feel that if we give our patients the tools to build muscle and maintain good muscle mass, then they can be more successful than others who are relying on just these crutches. And then the crutches are going to either go away completely or they're not available all the time. That's right. And- and, you know, we, we shift your metabolism by providing you with that young person's anabolic hormone load that shifts your metabolism towards muscle and away from fat. Yeah. But even then, there are young fat people. Sure. Because they they've got the hormones, but they eat too much and they don't do the exercise. Well, that's our lifestyle. Yes. It's become like that, right? Mm-hmm. And so, you know, yes, I can give you back the young person's hormone balance. Yeah. But if you continue to overeat and you continue to not stress those muscles and build more muscle mass, you're going to still get fat. Right. That's just the real world. And, and, you know, we've lost control of what that portion size should be. You, uh, you, We just get so such used to such a big portion size that we think this is normal. But it's not really. It's because so much is available, and it's available on demand everywhere. You don't even have to think about it. A lot of times, it's mindless eating. You just eat because it's there or sure. because you're walking by the kitchen or because the bag of chips is sitting in front of you. Mm-hmm. But you don't really need it in other nor are you hungry for it. I can tell you that one of the things I have done from time to time to help people regain a sense of, of uh, portion size is that is to use one of the prepared meal plans, something like Nutrisystem, yeah. where they ship you a box yeah. and everything you're supposed to eat is in that box. Right. And you open up those little tiny packages and you say, this is my meal? Yeah. But that's the normal mm. I agree. And then <laughs> people will say, oh, okay, so this is my appetizer and then, you know, and I'm done. Okay, now I'll go for my real meal. But that's the wrong thing to do. That is and, the real oh, meal. But that, I know. And then the other thing is, you know, when we go to restaurants, a lot of people will eat their size, their portion size. But that is literally for two or three people to share. Yes. And you should get in the habit of either telling the server we're sharing or telling the server put half in a box before you bring my we, size out. Yeah, and we do that regularly when because we eat out a fair bit. Yeah. Um, but what we do is 
we order an appetizer for our daughter. Uh-huh. We order a meal and we split it. Share it, yeah. Because even though we're two full-size grown-ups, there's too damn much food there. Right. Oh, yes. And what you really need is about half that and it's mm-hmm. easier if you split it right up front. That's right. Exactly. <laughs> yeah, it's a good thing both of you like what you eat, what each other <laughs> yes, is yes. ordering. And Dean like told it. me the first several years we were married that whatever I order always tastes better than what she ordered. Oh, and okay. So, and so, yeah, so she just has me do the ordering most of the time. Um, ah. Yeah. For some reason, I thought it would be the other way around. I know. Yeah. No, I, but you know, it, 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 being married to a Chinese chick yeah. takes a little getting used to. Okay. Because in China, everything is pretty much served family style on yes, the table. Yes, it is. Uh-huh. And it took some getting used to having her reach over on my plate uh-huh. and spear food and take it over and, uh-huh. and, and eat uh-huh. the food off my plate while uh-huh. I'm eating. Uh-huh. Because in America, we tend to be possessive. Uh-huh. I ordered this. <laughs> yeah. This is my Why? meal. That's your meal. And you get this one. No, no. In, in China, it's sure. If it's on the table, it's everybody's. Yeah. Okay. And, and it takes yeah. a little getting used to to have your neighbors reach over onto your plate. <laughs> take food, <laughs> but it's a it's it's a different culture with a different attitude towards food. That's know? right. Food yeah. is to be shared. Right. Food is for everybody. Right. It doesn't matter who ordered it. Right. And so <laughs> yeah, yeah, family style yeah. is. Are what you going to finish it. that? Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, she didn't even ask that. She just reached no. over yeah. yeah. and you know, and the, the first few times it happened, I kind of raised my eyebrows, and then I realized, no, wait a minute. When I'm in China, yeah, everybody's doing. In that. That's yeah. right. Okay. You know, and so she's just imported her Chinese habits to America. And yeah. <laughs> yeah. No, I see that, you know, when like when you whenever you're ordering and it's one plate and it's like, but but I wanted a part of that as well. But my order doesn't have that. So you order that and I'll share with you and you share with me. Yes. And that's what we do. <laughs> yep. That'll work, too. Huh? That's right. Yeah. All right. OK. So that update on this new drug that you may see ads for and get all Mon- excited. Yeah, Monjo. Monjero. Look at that name. Uh, they're thinking, Monjero, you're yeah. as big as a mountain. Kilimanjaro. Wow. Uh, <laughs> yeah. You know, and what was that med used for before it's now being focused well, on? Well, it's, it's, a type, it's a type 2 diabetes. It drug. is. Okay. Yeah. yeah. So, and, you know, insurance covers it if you are type 2 diabetic. The question is, will your insurance cover it if you are a pre-diabetic? Mm-hmm. Or just overweight. Yeah. Well, no. See, overweight is not a current indication, and they only approve it. They only approve it for the current indications. So if you're a type 2 diabetic, your insurance will almost certainly cover it. If you are a pre-diabetic, it's iffy. Some insurance will, and some insurance won't. Sure. And so if you ask your doctor for the prescription, you need to be emotionally prepared Mm -hmm. to pay for it yourself Mm -hmm. because there's a good chance that until it's approved for weight loss right officially right your insurance has a high probability of turning it down yeah and you know when with the insurance carriers history of even turning down patients with real cardiac disease that need the new pcsk9 inhibitor class of drugs that are so expensive i won't be shocked if the doctors start hearing back oh my insurance didn't cover for it now what should i do or they'll cover for it for a period of time and then decline. Now what do you do? Yeah. You pay for it. Yeah. Or you do without. Yeah. I mean that's the real world. Yeah. Yeah. 
Or you do what longevity does and change your lifestyle and make those choices that are good for you, right? Or one of the things that occurred to me is, and I... I'm going to be out of town, unfortunately, for this week, but I want to talk to Brandon over at our compounded pharmacy Mm. and see how cheap he can get it for our patients. Well, but also let's come when we come back for a couple of minutes, let's talk about how changing the hormonal balance can help stimulate muscle formation as we get older. Let's do that. That sounds great. This is Leading Edge Medicine. We're talking with Dr. Jerry Mixon and Dr. Samira Umat in the studio, and we're going to start taking your calls. Melody will be with you in just a moment. Here is the number to get through today with your questions. 800 4 Six five eight seven seventy. We'll be right back. Aging gracefully is a terrible option. Learn to live to your fullest potential. It's a lot more fun. Call with your question at 1-800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. Stay tuned for more. Pete Talbot here again for a good friend of mine, Dr. Michael Gilbert of Northwest Vision Institute in Bellevue and Kirkland. My wife Vicki and I have been seeing him for over 20 years, but most importantly, Michael and his entire medical team are simply amazing, offering what virtually no other clinics offer, an advanced ocular exam. Honestly, it's like Dr. McCoy on Star Trek compared to the typical eye exam you're used to. For nearly 40 years now, I've been researching and interviewing physicians throughout the country, and I can tell you whether it's LASIK, RLE, refractive cataract surgery, retina, or dry eye problems, without question. Dr. Gilbert and all the doctors at Northwest Vision Institute are some of the most advanced in the Pacific Northwest. To schedule your advanced ocular exam, go to nwvision.com, nwvision.com, or you can call 425-450-2020, 425-450-2020. Just to let you guys know, um, I've listened to the show for, I, I think, decades, and I really appreciate this show, so thank you. And we're back. Welcome back to Leading Edge Medicine on a beautiful Saturday morning. And it's beautiful whether it's cloudy or rainy or sunshiny. We love it here, right? We do. We do. And we're glad you're here too. 800-465-8770. We're going to start taking those calls in just a few minutes. Dr. Umat, you were going to finish up talking about... Uh, you know, um, in, in our clinics, we have three clinics, uh, the doctors collaborate with each other all the time. Every week yep. we set aside an hour where we all get on phone calls and we either discuss cases or we talk about new projects, new issues, new papers that are written. And Dr. Mixon always sends us something to talk about as well. Um, one of the things, Jerry, you gave me recently was an article about sarcopenia and how 
replacing estrogen can help build muscle mass in the fibers as people are getting older because the tendency is that we lose muscle as we get older and we tend to build more fatty tissue within the muscle fibers. Mm -hmm. So sarcopenia is real. I have patients that have sarcopenia and and the point is how do I help them maintain muscle mass and hormonal balancing? Mm -hmm. Replacing their hormones is the most physiological way of doing that. But the other thing was about estrogen and estrogen replacement in postmenopausal women that also came up recently and that the sooner we intervene the longer their impact of the positive hormone will be. That means that they won't lose the benefit of the hormone. Mm -hmm. And remember, estrogen is not just a reproductive hormone. You have receptors, women, and actually men have estrogen too. We do indeed. Yeah. And our women, you have estrogen receptors literally everywhere. You can start at the top of your scalp on your hair, down to your skin everywhere, your skin, your eyes, your cardiovascular system, your brain, your your heart, your gut, your lungs. (laughs) Bones. Yes. And so so when estrogen starts to decrease uh, slowly during your 30s and 40s and 50s and beyond, you are not just losing sexual potency uh, and reproductive potency. You are losing the benefit of the hormone everywhere. Mm-hmm. So balancing it and replacing it, the sooner we catch you, the better off you will be into your tomorrows. And that's really real, you know. Uh, we used to say, well, we can't measure what would happen happen if you don't do hormone replacement, but now we know enough to know that the impact of the hormone will improve your quality of life as you get older. Memory and verbal skills are dramatically impacted by dropping estradiol levels. Um, Heart, you know, women, because they're losing their testosterone along with their estradiol, go into congestive heart failure, a much higher incidence than men. Yeah. Because even though men are also losing their testosterone, a man, even in his 60s, has higher testosterone than a woman in her 20s. And so um, that helps protect all of his muscles, and the heart is essentially a muscle. Yeah. So both testosterone and estradiol in men and women uh, important for your heart your lungs your bones your skin and especially your brain mm-hmm. and if the brain don't work the rest don't matter <laughs> we've yeah. heard that so, yeah. yeah so you know we we want to rebuild that younger person's anabolic hormone load anabolic hormones are those hormones that allow you to make lean tissue and as you lose your anabolic hormones with age, your metabolism shifts away from lean tissue. And if you can't make lean tissues, what do you think you make? Mm-hmm. You make fatty tissues and you make them everywhere, including in your muscles. Yeah. So, yes, weight loss is very important, but not just losing the weight, we want you to lose the fat and maintain the muscle. And that means we need to move your anabolic hormone load to a more youthful level. Yeah. 
Yeah, and it can be done. Good discussion here. All right. We will continue Leading Edge Medicine. And here is that number to get through. The phone lines are open for you at 800-465-8770. If you have a question or maybe a clarification on something you didn't quite understand from your doctor or maybe a new diagnosis, we love to hear from you. And take your questions at 800-465-8770. Seattle, Melody is calling in from Seattle. And Melody, you have a follow-up for us? Hello, Melody. Oh, oh, good morning. First of all, I want to wish you happy Easter and or happy Passover. Well, thank, thank you. you. And God bless you guys for all you do. I, I had called in a couple of weeks ago for my tendonitis in my foot and the amount of pain I've been in. I've tried a couple different things and nothing was working. And you suggested that I get the uh, release factor. So I, mm-hmm. I had a two-part question. One, what what would you recommend as the um, dosage? And the, the second question is, can you take it with Advil? You can take it with Advil. There, there should be no real interaction between the two. And assuming you're not on a blood thinner, then the rule okay. of thumb is you start with three a day till the pain goes away. Um, and then three as the three packets a day, I usually if if I'm stressing myself so that I'm stirring up some inflammation and pain, I take my two packets in the morning and then one in the evening. But, you know, you can take one with breakfast, lunch and dinner if you'd like. You can you know mix and match them pretty much any way you want. But uh, yeah, three a day till the pain goes away. And I'll tell you, if I really do something stupid and hurt myself, <laughs> Uh-oh. and I'm kind of famous for that because I like to kind of live on the edge, <laughs> I, always, I always do everything I can do and sometimes a little more. Um, <laughs> then I'll, I'll even go to four a day for a few days. The, the problem okay. w- with four a day and the reason I don't recommend four a day regularly is that uh, when you get that high dose of the omega threes of the uh, of the DHA and EPA, um, you can actually raise your triglycerides a bit. And of course, we don't want to ha- run high triglycerides. So at three a day, you shouldn't raise your triglycerides. At four a day, some people will start ha- running high triglycerides. So we don't want to don't want to do that. Or if you're going to do it, I don't want you to do it more than a few days. You know, but if you need it to damp down really significant discomfort, then, you know, your choice is: Do I want to want to run high triglycerides for three or four days, or do I want to get out of pain? My choice, personally, has been to get out of pain. Right. Okay. Well, that's great news. I, I was only taking one packet a day. I yeah, wasn't seeing a really significant difference. Yeah, that, that that's kind of a piddly dose. What what you want to do is you. You start with enough to suppress the inflammation. Once, because it takes more, it takes more to suppress it than it does to keep it suppressed. Once the pain goes away, you can start throttling down on the dose. And a fair number of people, once they've been on it for a while, they can go down to one packet a day and stay comfortable. But if one packet a day isn't quite holding you, then go up for a few days and then you can drop back down. So, you know, it's take it as you need it, but take enough to get it under control first and then back off. Okay. Perfect. Thank you so much. You're welcome. All right, Melody. Thank you for so much for your call. 
I love it when they call in for that. Uh, my 92-year-old mom now has been on Relief Factor uh, because she's seen the ads. She's heard us talk about it now for about four or five months. Mm-hmm. Oh, she won't miss it. She won't miss it. Mm-hmm. And she she says, uh-huh. I can tell a difference, a huge difference. And she's one that didn't want to take Tylenol or Advil or mm-hmm. any. And she didn't want the doctors to put her on. She's like, I want something natural that will help me. And so, yeah. It, it works. Oh, wow. Mm-hmm. There you go. All right. Uh, John has a question for us. This is Leading Edge Medicine. Hi there. Good morning, John. Good morning. A number of months ago, Dr. Mixon had mentioned that he had switched health care plans. I did. And I was wondering if he could, if you could tell what uh, plan you switched to. Yep. I went to United Healthcare from Humana. Oh, okay. Is it one of the Advantage plans? It is an Advantage plan, yes. So oh. I took, you know, I, I took uh, one of the options that uh, I think I have to pay $35 a month or something. <laughs> so, but uh, yeah, I, I'm quite happy with their, their covering the doctors I wanted. You know, Humana is not a bad plan if they cover the doctors that you've chosen. They just didn't cover the doctors that I wanted to see. And so, you know, do I choose my doctors or do I let the insurance company choose my doctors for me? My answer is no. I'd like to do it myself. Yeah. I choose my doctors and then I buy the insurance that covers those doctors. I don't go see the doctors that the insurance covers. I think that's backwards. Pick your doctor first. Find out what they accept. Get that insurance. But a lot of times, you know, the doctors, if you ask them, they go, well, we accept most insurance carriers. They don't even know. The doctors don't. But you have to talk to their billing office. You talk to the billing office and the billing office knows what they do and don't do. You know, the doctors never really know. They're they're not involved in that. That's the business folk. Sure. All right. Does it change, okay. doctor? Yes, it does. It can change. It can okay. change, sure, because the, the plans offer different contracts in different years. And so, you know, a hospital and a clinic may accept a plan this year and not next year. Ah. So each year when it comes time to renew, you check and make sure that the doctors you want to see accept that plan. And if the doctors change, you should change, too. Okay. Good information. Good John, information. is that helpful? Yeah. Uh-huh. Okay, John. Thank you. All right. Take care, sir. Bye. All right. Enjoy the rest of your day. We're going to take a quick break and back with more of your phone calls. The lines are open for you. And we'd love to talk with you at 800-465-8770. Uh, we would, uh, whether it's a question, maybe it's something that you're confused about. Uh, I need clarification. You didn't get enough time with your doctor and you want to know, okay, so what's going on in my body or in and a loved ones. Give us a buzz and we would like to talk with you and put you on the air. 800-465-8770. We'll be back with Dr. Umat and Dr. Mixon in just a moment. Leading Edge Medicine. Listen to past programs by going to lmclinic.com. Call in now at 1-800-465-8770. That's 800-465-8770. 
Longevity Medical Clinic is happy to announce that Longevity Development, the business and marketing arm of Longevity Medical Clinic, has entered a strategic management relationship with Paramount Pharmacy. As a medical clinic, we cannot tell anyone where they have to go to fill their compounded prescriptions. We can only make suggestions. But for the last two years, we have referred our patients to Paramount Pharmacy for three key reasons. Excellent quality control, excellent pricing, and excellent customer service. And now, due to our new management oversight and relationship, Longevity Development and Paramount are actually working together to better serve our patients. A team approach to better health care. It truly can make a difference. And now, to celebrate and to convince you that we truly feel we can better serve your health needs while saving you money, Paramount has agreed to make an offer to all new patients willing to give Paramount to try. On your first prescription only, Paramount is offering you a 90-day supply for their 30-day cost. That's right, a 90-day prescription for the 30-day cost. All you need to do is call Paramount at 425-251-1660. It's as simple as that. Call 425-251-1660. I was going to make the comment on your radio shows. I listen to all four hours every Saturday. I think a good subtitle for your show would be uh, laugh-in. Uh, <laughs> I just laugh like crazy uh, with you guys and all the comments you make and really enjoy them. We're not going anywhere. We're staying right here this morning. And we invite your calls at 800-465-8770. This is Leading Edge Medicine. I'm Lynette, along with Dr. Samira Umat and Dr. Jerry Nixon this morning. And you had an announcement to make about our longevity clinics. Uh, well, actually, you know, with the um, early detection of cancer, the new test that is available um, at, through some practices now, uh, we just wanted to announce that we do have it available to our patients. Mm-hmm. We ha- The test has only been out for a couple of years. Uh, it's a brand new test, and what they do is they uh, we draw blood, and they look for methylation and DNA changes in your blood to detect 50 different types of cancers. It's the only blood uh, a test of its kind that can do so much much. And our patients have had the advantage of being able to do that test um, for over a year or two now, ever since we've had it. And this year in January, um, we offered the test for the first time to anybody who was a radio show listener who wanted to know but didn't know how to get the test done. And that was hugely successful in our Kirkland Clinic. So the following month, we offered it in our Tacoma Clinic. And there, too, it was hugely successful. And so my Linwood team has been asking, hey, how come we don't get to do this? So um, what I suggested to them was that if they have listeners in the Linwood area that are not current patients but do want to take the test, to call in and let us know your interest, and then we'll set up a date within the next few weeks, and we'll be able to put their name on the list first and uh, offer the test through the Linwood Clinic. Now, it is not covered by insurance. 
insurance. It does cost $1,250, $1,250. One of our doctors will call you back and talk to you about your test result. You will be asked to fill out a questionnaire about your health so that we have some idea of where what you're going through right now in life. And then we can educate you a little bit about what the test means. And then also it gives you an exposure to our clinic. And if you're interested in our services, we'll be happy to take care of you. Yep. So 50 different cancers, 1250 bucks, which is $25 per cancer. Oh. So that's a pretty cheap rate. That's right. Yeah. Yes. For peace of mind and just for information to know what do I do next in case you get yeah. Um, yeah. a report that is concerning. Yeah. You know, this, uh, the, this early detection test is changing the trajectory of cancer management because some of the cancers, especially GI cancers, are picked up so late, like pancreatic cancer. They're picked up so late that there isn't much that we can offer. But now with it being picked up so early, um, oncologists are going through regimens that can enhance quality of life and improve longevity. So the purpose of the test is early detection so that we have more options to manage and to help with longevity. And some are better at being picked up than others. So for example, you know, I wouldn't send you to do this test if you were worried about breast cancer, for example. Mammograms are better. Exactly. Okay. Uh, but, but some of the other cancers that there's no screening for, then this is the, this is the way to go. And some of my patients have are doing the test because they're not um, eligible to do some of the other screenings, and some are doing it because they have a family history and they want peace of mind, and their doctor won't do anything for the next three or four or five years. So in the interim, you know, they go, well, mom and dad had this, and I want to make sure I don't have this. So these are alternatives. These are options, and they are for peace of mind and... And if there is something picked up, then you have options and you can decide whether you want to pursue this or not. What do you want to do about it? I think most people, if they get a positive finding, they're going to want to chase it down. Especially if it's picked up so early. Yes. Why wouldn't you? If it's picked up late, um, then, you know, well, you can, but some some of the therapies are taxing to you, too. So you may say, hey, given what I have to go through and what it will add to my quality of life, I may or may not. Mm -hmm. But if you're young and this is picked up really early, then you have more options for yourself. Yep. All right. This is the gallery test that we have talked about the last few months now being offered in the Linwood Clinic sometime this spring, either April or May. We'll decide that. But if someone listening is interested going, ah, that's in my area. I want to come to the Longevity Clinic in Linwood. What is that next step to do? Call the clinic. Okay. And let them know that you heard on the radio show you want to get on the list and you would like to be called when we set a date. All right. There you go. Uh, You can also call right now to a 866-86-YOUNG. That's 866-86-YOUNG. Our Kirkland Clinic is always open on Saturdays. They can take your call and your information and pass that along so we can get you on the list. All right? Okay, thank you for that information. Uh, Headed to another phone call. This time we're headed to Shelton and Paul is on the line. Good morning, Paul. Good morning, Paul. Oh, good morning. Good morning, happy people. Um, (laughs) Yeah, I... I'm coming in for my. I'm a longevity patient. I did take the uh, the, uh, the Holy Grail test. Okay. And uh, yeah, and uh, pacifying colors. So 
Good uh, for you. Wonderful. Yes. But, but yes. But my question, uh, one is about, I'll be coming in for my uh, blood draw here in a couple weeks. Um, uh-huh. And I'll, I'm also going to be getting the uh, blood draw for the food sensitivity panel. The Okay, and that happens occasionally when you're on the radio. It's the emergency uh, test, and so you missed about the last minute. We're talking with Paul. Thank you, Paul, for hanging on there. I missed the emergency call? Oh, my gosh. <laughs> yeah, yeah. yeah, the emergency broadcast system test yes. to make sure that, you know, if the, if, if, if the volcanoes go off and the lava yeah. is flowing down towards Shelton, they would let you they know. They would let you know. So we're, we're back on. We should be clear for another couple months. <laughs> okay, Paul, let's continue okay. with Dr. Mixon. Um, yeah, so we were just saying that the U.S. Biotech is a lab we have chosen to do the food sensitivity test for us, and there are three or four different panels, uh, but the one that you're mentioning is the best one to do, the 144 food panel with the IgG test, and what it's looking for is some form of sensitivity, not typical allergy, but sensitivity to a hundred and different food types that are in a common diet. Um, and you'll be surprised at the things we find. And what happens is if you eliminate those foods from your diet, you do start feeling better. And the symptoms don't have to be an allergic reaction to the food itself. They're very soft and subtle. They could just be fatigue or um, uh, foggy thinking or some aches and pains. And so if you are not sure whether you're allergic or not, we know now that, you know, a lot of people do have food sensitivities, especially to things like dairy and eggs and sugar. And if we can pick up which particular food item you are sensitive to, then we suggest you do a rotational program of a diet and you eliminate those foods. And we give you other options to eat during that time period. And and if you see an improvement in your symptoms and that confirms what we're saying. And so they give you a little card that you carry around with you that tells you, okay, avoid those foods. So when you're out, you can kind of ask the server, okay, you know, is this in the food or avoid it. And that kind of helps you improve your own feeling of wellness and well-being. So that's the purpose of the test, because we do recognize that sometimes people are allergic to things that they may not know, and it may be common. Like, for example, almonds. Everybody thinks that almonds are so healthy healthy and they should eat lots of almonds every day. But if you eat almonds and you're allergic or sensitive to them, then they're not helping you. They might be exacerbating some of your issues of muscle aches and pains, foggy thinking, uh, feeling lethargic or tired. But if you eliminate almonds, then you will start to feel better. So that is the purpose of the test. And one of the things, we started talking a little bit about new drugs, semiglutides for weight loss, but one of the things that struck me was that a lot of people who are overweight are sometimes sensitive to foods that they keep eating regularly and it prevents them from being successful in their weight loss programs. And when we identify those and they're careful about avoiding those, um, then they do achieve weight loss easier than they did when they were consuming that food. And one example of somebody I know is uh, pineapple extract. And although this gentleman did not eat pineapple regularly, he was eating canned foods that had some pineapple extracts in them. And as soon as he realized that, started reading the label, and avoided that canned food, his weight loss journey was easier. 
boy, that's good to know. And doctor, question. If you're not allergic to things as a kid, can you gain them as you get older? Absolutely new allergies? Can. Absolutely. Okay. Can. Yes. And then similar to that, the opposite can also happen. You can desensitize yourself over time. If it is a small, if it's not a huge reaction, if it's a minor reaction. Uh, so there's a zone, you know, how badly did you react? You go from minor to red. Um, and if it is in the red zone, then we clearly tell you to avoid the food completely. If it is not in the red zone, you can reintroduce the food and you can change those sensitivities over time. Mm. Very helpful. How about that for you, Paul? Well, that, that's all good, good, interesting information, and, and I'll uh, use it. Uh, one of the questions I had, I, I don't think I think I got you know, I got cut off was: Is there any? Is there anything I have to do as far as a protocol before the blood draw? No, you don't. You do not. Okay. Other than the normal fasting that we normally right. do. Mm-hmm. Exactly. Yeah, okay. Uh, okay. How about, should, should I be taking my vitamin D the morning of my blood draw? You can. It won't hurt. It won't hurt anything. Vitamin D is fat soluble, so skipping or taking one day is not going to make much difference in your levels. Yeah, you can compensate by taking it later or the next day. But if you're used to taking it and you don't want to forget it, by all means, take it. Mm. Yeah. Well, it just seems to me. I mean, technically, it is a vitamin D is a a hormone, and yes, it is. Yep. Yeah. So, okay. That's all right. Thank you very much. That's good. Great. Good luck. Yeah. Thank you for your questions, Paul. All right. This is Leading Edge Medicine taking a quick break, and we will be back with another Paul and Dorothy. And we can take your questions as well at 800-465-8770 today. Uh, I'm Lynette, along with Dr. Mixon and Dr. Umat, here to talk with you on Leading Edge Medicine. Stay right there. Leading Edge Medicine. Leading Edge Medicine. Don't believe the lie that you have to fall apart at the normal rate and see what your options really are at lmclinic.com. Stay tuned for more. Is chronic pain beginning to make your everyday life a challenge? Then consider the only doctor with over 30 years of experience in pain medicine techniques, including stem cell therapy. That's Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, with Eastside Pain and Regenerative Medicine. Here's what a satisfied patient had to say. Yeah, I started about like a year and a half ago. Uh, I started having some sharp pain in my left hip. It's getting tough to climb upstairs, uh, tough to play with the kids. Everybody was kind of pointing towards the same thing of, you know, you had to get a hip replacement. And Dr. Nelson's great about saying, hey, you know, there's there's different types of medicine out there that we can help fix this without surgery. Six to eight weeks later, you start to realize like, oh, I, I can climb a stair. And it was really actually kind of great after that eight week mark, like oh, I can start doing things. So definitely see the results pretty quick. Don't let pain take control of your life. Consider stem cell therapy with Dr. Daniel Nelson, MD, 425-823-4000. That's 425-823-4000. Or you can find Dr. Daniel Nelson online at DanielNelsonMD.com. My wife was the one who listened. She goes, you got to listen to this guy. It makes a lot of sense. You know, he, he just made a lot of good common sense. You know, like you said, you don't measure, you don't know. I mean, physically, I'm stronger and faster than I was 10 years ago. Spring. 
and here we are. We're back. It's Leading Edge Medicine with Dr. Jerry Mixon here in the studio, along with Dr. Samira Umat. My name is Lynette. I help take the calls and keep the keep the flow going here. All right, we're going to talk with another Paul. This Paul is calling in from Seattle. Good morning, Paul. Good morning. Um, on the issue of um, you know Advantage plans. Uh, just got on Medicare and my they they accepted it and then all of a sudden a few months later um, they dropped my doctor so <laughs> does Dr. Mm. Mixon have an opinion of um, how to seek out a good primary care you know place and then do you have an opinion of one medical that's kind of new as far as I know your answer is going to be just just choose another company but coincidentally <laughs> yep. they the doctor I was working with left there anyway oh, so i would have to get a new one anyway so do you have an opinion on how to find a good one and then this one medical thing i've heard about what do you think of that okay well you're asking a really tough question how do you evaluate a doctor and how do you know which doctor you want to to be treated by I think everybody should have a family physician. And by family physician, I don't just mean someone that your family sees. I mean a board-certified family practitioner, a doctor who has been trained specifically to be a family physician. Uh, and the reason I, I say that is because those are doctors who get a wide range of training. Uh, they, they get some internal medicine and cardiology and obstetrics and pediatrics and so on because they're designed to take care of the whole family, male, female, young and old. Um, so you're looking for a doctor who is board certified by the American Academy of Family Physicians. Okay. He or she, that, that physician is going to end up being your your first touch whenever you've got an issue. And they will become very familiar with who the best specialists are within their area. They may not know the whole state, but they're going to know who the really good cardiologists are, the good rheumatologists, the good surgeons, and so on, that they've had uh, good results with. So that's the person that you want to help guide you uh, for the subspecialty care when you do have an issue. And no. okay. if at all possible, I would like, if I ever have to be hospitalized, I would like that family physician to at least poke their nose in and go over my chart each day. And, and let me kind of explain why. Uh, in our subspecialized medical care system, uh, the rheumatologist may be writing one set of drugs for you and the oncologist a different set and the cardiologist a different set. And they don't always know what the other guys are writing. And sometimes people end up with drugs that have interactions or they may even end up, end up doubling up and getting two or three doses of the same drug under different brand names because any given chemical may be sold by three different companies on three different brand names. Uh, and I, back in my country doctor days, I was also the guy that uh, oversaw the care at the nursing home. And it was not unusual when I evaluated a patient to find that they were on 17 different drugs 
and at least two or three of them overlapped because the same drug had been written by different names by different doctors, each of whom didn't know what the other one was writing. And, you know, even if they're in the same EMR system right now, you still have to advocate for yourself because if the list is really long, your doctor may not have the time to go through it. Yep. So, well, and, and that's why I say if I ever need hospitalization, I want to have my family doc come in they're not going to take over the care, but I want them to review my chart and see what's being done by the other doctors. Yeah. Couldn't, couldn't <clears throat> and so, any primary care physician do that? Like, let's say I've always been with an etern- internal medicine. For some reason, mm-hmm. I've, I've chosen internal medicine. But yep. th- th- are you you're saying that's too that's not general enough? Well, or? no. I, again, I generally look for somebody to take care of the family. So, you know, I, I want the same person to see me and my wife and my daughter. Uh, but that's that's a family doc. But no, if you're just picking for you as an individual and not for the whole family, then an internist is fine. In fact, they might be better because they have more hospital privileges, and so they're in with a group. And as a group, they may fall under the same EMR and the same insurance carriers. That's right. And that's key to my question there. Um, these are all doctors associated with a, a certain medical center, like say uh, Swedish or with uh, you know Valley or something like that. Yeah, just as a practicality, most physicians will pick a hospital or a clinic near them for the specialty care. And that's just because, you know, if you practice in Kirkland, it's too big a pain in the rear end to drive all the way over to Seattle to to make your rounds every day. So generally, you'll pick an institution close to you that you're affiliated with. Okay. I think that's what it boils down to here. I was going to downtown Seattle, but, you know, they dropped them, so I'm trying to find somewhere closer to where I live. I guess that's mm-hmm. where you start. And you just, right. uh, like, interview doctors? <laughs> I mean, yes, you, know. you really do. Um, you know, you schedule a an intake visit, and you want to look up the doctors, look up their credentials. You know, where do they go to? Where do they go to school? Where do they do their residency? Are they board certified in their field? Um, and... You know, see how they are rated by patients. Now, patients are terrible judges of whether a doctor is competent in medicine. But what the patients are good at judging is bedside manner. Does he seem to care about me? Mm. Okay, patients are really good at picking that up. Um, I've known... Well, let me tell you a horror story just for, for fun. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> when, when I was a resident, we had a surgeon who he had the most wonderful bedside manner. Mm. Patients absolutely adored him. Mm. He was also thoroughly incompetent. Mm. I mean, when when we as residents had to come in and assist him at surgery as we were learning to do the surgery, I have seen female residents come out of the operating room in tears because of what they saw him doing. Uh, it was just awful. And uh, but the patients adored him. And so, you know, as as a resident, I'd be assigned to do the initial workup. They'd come in and I had to do the history and physical. And, you know, the, the patient would tell me something like, oh, Dr. So-and-so is most wonderful. He's pulled me back from the brink of death three times. And I'm looking at the chart thinking, you poor great SOB. Who do you think put you at the brink of death three times? Uh-huh. Uh, <laughs> is that like when the IRS agent is really friendly? Yeah. Uh-huh. Oh. 
<laughs> he ain't your friend. Uh. All right. Um, yeah, so I mean, bedside manner and competence are not necessarily related. <laughs> okay. Um, yeah, that's important, but. <laughs> <laughs> so so I'm looking at yeah. two things. How do the patients rate him? That tells you bedside manner. What right. are his qualifications and experience? Mm-hmm. That gives you some hints into competence. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. Mm-hmm. There's a lot of opinions online these days, you know. Um, yeah. You ever thought about that one medical thing? I think it's newer. It is newer. It is, um, you know, a pay uh, monthly service and you can get in to see a primary care provider quickly. And that's something that is lacking. You know, when you call for an appointment and you need it urgently, you can't get in to see your provider or you have to go to an urgent care if it's an emergency. And they clearly tell you that right off the bat. If this is an emergency, call 911 or go to urgent care. And so with one medical, at least the commercials are telling you that you can get in to see your provider the same day if it's a virtual visit or something like that, and then they invite you to come on in for a visit. Um, and, and I know Amazon has recently acquired them, and they want to do something in the healthcare business. It sounds inviting, but that's about all I know. It's easily accessible. It's inviting. It's, a, I think, a couple hundred dollars monthly fee. You can get in whenever you need to. But then after that, I don't know what they do and how much um, they are connected to specialists or other hospitals and how they will refer you for services or get you in for treatments. Gotcha. Being that new, I think it's it's a work in progress. Maybe you don't want to Probably. be necessarily the guinea pig for it, but I don't know. Yep. Yeah. Well, you know, my the, the primary care doctor that I uh, had been seeing for years, she retired. Mm. One of the problems of being 75 myself is, mm. you know, the doctors kind of grew up with me and now they're aging out. Um <laughs> <laughs> and I'm still working full time. Um, and so I am in that process right now, trying to evaluate a new primary care doctor. Mm-hmm. Now, well, I've, do tell. Do tell. <laughs> yeah. <you know. laughs> you know. Well, and, you know, and so I called around last month, uh, you know, when she retired. And I said, OK, I got to find somebody. And I looked up some people and I thought, well, OK, this, this is a nice young person. They're younger than me. They'll probably be around when I'm, you know, curl up my toes and go. Um, and the qualifications look good. And I called the clinic. I said, I'd like to go in and, you know, do an initial meet and greet with the doc. And they said, yes, we can get you in, you know, at the end of May. Six months down the road. Yeah, (laughs) sure. Mm, Yeah. (laughs) And so, yeah. So right now I am between primary care doctors. I'm still in the process of trying to evaluate. And the one that I think I, I might like. I can't get in for right. two months. Oh, <laughs> so. that's the nature of things. And and if you read the then? statistics carefully, it's actually pretty scary because this year um, in emergency room residency positions, there were hundreds of positions that went unfilled. Emergency room was a coveted residency, and there was always more Uh, physicians applying for the position that could actually get in. And now to have hundreds of positions unfilled is actually scary. Yeah. And of course, I'm in a little bit different situation because, you know, as you might guess, I have some modest knowledge of of medical care. Um, (laughs) But I have I have a whole bunch of I have a whole bunch of doctors who work for me. And the temptation is always to send Samira an email and say, hey, Samira, can you write such and such for me? Because I'm having this or that issue. Funny. 
Well, thanks for your, your help on that. All right. Take care, sir. Thank you so much, Paul. You're listening to Leading Edge Medicine. We are going to take our top of the hour break, and then we will return. We've got Dorothy on the line, and we will talk more with you. Here is that phone number to get through with your question. Those phone lines are open right now at 1-800-465-8770, and we will be right back. Stay right there. 